Happy Thanksgiving, sisters. Can you believe that we've been doing this podcast together for a full year now? I got notification recently that we've hit over 100 episodes. So I salute you and I thank you and I celebrate with you as we go forward on this journey together, learning more and more what God's word talks about being a godly wife, being a woman in his design, and how Titus 2 mentoring can enhance all of our lives. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for walking along through all these episodes with me. Hi ladies, I'm Carrie, a child of God, a wife, and empty nester of 28 years to my rugged mister. We have two handsome and tall tattooed sons, two beautiful daughter-in-laws, and a fantastic grandson. Our marriage almost fell apart about five years ago due to my BS. That's before submission ways. I prayed loudly for God to change him, but I was the one that needed changing. I was mentored and our marriage is now solid, restored, and incredible. It's now my passion to help women not stay in their own BS and understand living life as a godly, submissive wife is amazing. This episode will air so you can listen to this during Thanksgiving morning while you're prepping for family to come over. And I wanted to share with you a little bit today about how different Thanksgiving is for the Lefevre family, for Mr. and I. I think it was five, six years ago now, um, my dad actually died on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So as I'm recording this, it would have been today, but I think it's six years ago now, um, My dad and I had an estranged relationship. We hadn't talked for 10 or 11 years, uh, mainly because the alcoholism in his life just took over and then that was the main focus of everything. I can tell you if I could go back and have another hour of time with my father, I would say to him, I forgive you. And not in a way of, definitely not in a way to share, you know, bear condemnation on him, but more of a way of letting him know that I loved him and that no matter what our childhood looked like, no matter what things we went through when I was a kid, no matter the teen years, um, that I still loved him and I don't blame him for it. Yes, his alcoholism contributed to it, but I know that he dealt with so many demons of his own. So my dad died on Wednesday. We went to West Virginia to see my family. That's where my dad was living at the time, uh, make arrangements and things like that. And we left on Thanksgiving day. And then um, Friday we arrived. Saturday, we were supposed to get together with my whole side of the family just for a time of reunion and, you know, grieving together. Well, Saturday morning, really early, we got a phone call from my husband's brother that his dad had a heart attack and we needed to get home right away, that it didn't look good at all. So I let my cousin know who we were staying with at the time and we packed up and before we got out of the end of the driveway, Mr. got a phone call that his dad had passed away. So we had an 11 hour drive home. Uh, Mr. I mean, he couldn't even see to drive, but he continued on. 
because he needed to. He needed to stay focused on something because his mind was just reeling. There was such a different contrast between Mr.'s uh, dad and my dad. His dad was very present for the family. His dad was a big mentor towards him and his family truly, truly loved his father. Uh, my dad, it wasn't like that. I was the one that had, if any kind of relationship with him, I was the one that had it. My brother had no relationship with him. He said he hated my dad. And when I went down to take care of funeral arrangements, he had told me, my brother told me, you take care of it, he's dead to me. So how's that for doom and gloom for what our backstory looks like about Thanksgiving for the last six years? For the next three or four Thanksgivings after our dads had died, um, it, it was really strange. We went into a season where all of our families were torn apart, my side and his side. So Mr. and I began to just go out for a meal together. By the time the next Thanksgiving rolled around, I believe our youngest son was out of the house at that time and had his girlfriend who is now his wife and he went over to her house for Thanksgiving. So Mr. and I quickly got into a habit of just being the two of us and making the best of it. Over the years, we had uh, several people that wanted us to go to their house for Thanksgiving. Sometimes we'd accept the invitation, sometimes not. Um, it's just a weird time and I wanted to share a perspective on that today. So, so often it is said that, you know, never be alone for Thanksgiving, always find a family to go to. However, it's really, really difficult for some of us out there. Uh, and, and Mr.'s an extrovert. So he is one that if we get an invitation, he is one that's more of like, let's do it, let's go, you know, because he's just kind of the life of the party. Me, on the other hand, my perspective, and I actually just shared this with him just this week. Um, it's more of the feeling of going to someone's house, and this is for me, and watching their family dynamics and seeing them interact, you know, the mother-daughter, even mother-son. I mean, I have two sons and to see that relationship, that really breaks my heart because both of our sons are not close close by for us. Um, so to watch these, these interactions happen, it's just truly sad for me and it's hard for me. So, it, and then I feel like that if the people know that about me, then they want to make sure that I'm having a good time, which puts me into me even more of an awkward position. And so I just find it easier for, for me. And I've asked Mr. if this is okay. And he just fully supports me in it. Um, and we just stay home and we will hang out and praise the Lord that we now are in the, the RV. And so it's a newness for us and it's kind of exciting and cozy. So we enjoy being here this year. Um, we also plan to get over into the new build uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Thanksgiving, and start to design it out, plan out what walls need to come out, plan out how many pieces of lumber that we need to pick up for the first part of the build, all those exciting things. And we'll have a lay low day besides that. And as I just recorded that part that Mr. is the extrovert and he's the one that's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. That's a good example right there of what submission looks like. Submission is that I still have a voice. I still have the ability to tell him how difficult it is for me to be with other people on the holiday and their families because my heart misses my own family being my boys and their wives and um, our grandson. And the fact that we can't be together for it. Um, so as a submissive wife, don't think that because your husband says, hey, I want to, you know, let's let's do this. This will be fun. That kind of thing that you aren't able to still share how you're feeling about it. 
And I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful that I've been submissive for so many years now that I can say these things to, to Mr. and that he knows my heart. He's not telling me these things because I'm uh, socially awkward or that I just don't feel like doing it or I just want to be home, you know, that kind of thing. It's more of a heart thing. And so he knows my heart and he knows that I just need this lay low experience just to process through the day. So I'm so grateful for him understanding that. And I will tell him a thousand times tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll be sure that we'll be having a great day together. What's helped for us in our marriage relationship is to understand that we both have perspectives on things. And I'll be doing a future episode on perspectives and expectations. Um, there's a full chapter of it in my book, Faithfully Submissive, where I go kind of deeper into it. And I do want to talk about that in a future podcast. Um, but in this case, my perspective of wanting to be home was totally different from his perspective of let's you know accept an invitation somewhere. But it's sitting down and talking about it's a communication part of marriage and talking about what my perspective is of the day. And then him being able to say what his perspective is of the day and us coming to a compromise and us coming to a place that we can both um, understand it and accept it and be able to get through the day. And that's what's so important about any perspective in marriage, whether it's parenting or financial or housekeeping or how to do holidays, anything like that. It's so important to talk out and communicate your perspective on the day and even expectations. Like I said, I'll do a future podcast on that, but our expectations can be different too. And it's unless we're communicating through it and telling each other, all of our pros, all of our cons, all of our worries, all of our concerns, all the joys, all the positives that as a couple, you can combine, you can join together and figure out what's the best for the two of y'all and your family. Listen to Psalm thirty-four, eighteen, for a moment. The Lord is close to those who are of a broken heart and save such as are crushed with sorrow for sin and are humbly and thoroughly penitent. That was in the Amplified Version, but I want to read it to you in the Message Version too. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help catch your breath. When I discovered that message uh, translation, that really caught my eye. Just to read that, me, my heart is broken, and I'm going to find God right there. And if I feel kicked in the gut, and that's how I feel very often on Thanksgiving. Not so much now, but it's like the after effects of it. And um, it's just always there. It's always present. And then to know that he will help me catch my breath. It's just a thought, like I take pause, I see La and, and just, I'm in gratitude for him always being there, that he never leaves us nor forsakes us, and that he's always there to hold our hand and comfort us and guide us in the times that other families are together and rejoicing and um, laughing and all of that. And I don't, I don't have that right now. Don't have an earthly dad, I don't have an earthly father-in-law yet, I have a father in heaven who's always there for me, who I can always cry out to. And that at any given time, I can just close my eyes, take a deep breath in, and he'll help me catch it. I share this perspective of our Thanksgiving, um, what our life looks like right now. 
just so you can understand that if there's someone in your church or you're a coworker or, um, you know, a neighbor or something like that, that they're alone on Thanksgiving. And even though you've invited them over, you hear that other people have invited them and that they still choose to stay home, that there might be more to the story than what you realize is going on. It may be very difficult for them, just like it is for me to see families together enjoying their time together and knowing that you can't have that, whether it's for that year, or it's been for many years or many future years. It's very difficult on people. However, <laughs> and this is where take pen and paper to this idea. Can I encourage you that after the family has left, after all the leftovers are put in the fridge, the house is quieted down, you've swept through, you've vacuumed, the last dish is put in the dishwasher, maybe give that neighbor a call or that coworker or that person that you know at church. Give them a call, send them a text and say, hey, I've been thinking about you all day today. You doing okay? I had to hit pause there for a moment. As I was speaking those words out, they caught my heart <laughs> and they got me a little bit emotional. So, you know, this is just the Holy Spirit leading me to say this to you. If you know someone like that, please call them, please text them, say, hey, are you doing okay? And if they respond back to you, if they text back or, you know, they pick up the phone right away and, and then they're saying, yeah, I had a quiet day. It was a good day, though. Invite them over to your house for coffee and a piece of pie or say to them, hey, I have some food left over in the fridge. Would you mind if I stop by and and bring you a plate? I'd really like to sit with you for a few minutes. And I encourage you with that because me being that person, me speaking for the widowed neighbor, me speaking for the church family that's new in town, me speaking for the coworker that just hangs back a little bit this time of year. I think I know I would ex appreciate and I would accept that invitation. And I would love to share a cup of tea and a piece of pumpkin pie with you. Had to hit pause again. I hope that this episode today has just really given you some insight and some perspective of truly how difficult some of the holiday seasons can be for us. And just to have a little bit more grace for people throughout this time that they do appreciate. I appreciate all the invitations. Everybody that has said, do not be alone. Come to our house for Thanksgiving. I appreciate it so, so much. And I'm so appreciative of my husband's heart that he understands the, the place that I'm in, that I just need to be in solitude um, on this holiday, this holiday time. So I share this perspective just so that you can see it too. Not everybody's holidays look the same, but I do pray a blessing over yours. Well, I would not be a proper encourager without ending this on a positive note. So I just want to, just as I started this episode celebrating all y'all, I thank you so much for this last year together. I thank you for every regular uh, episode that you've listened to. I thank you for binge listening to the episodes. I thank you for listening to the episodes on repeat. Y'all are what drive me with this. And I keep going back to the word of God and he keeps highlighting to me the things that he needs one of you to hear. So I celebrate that with you. 
I celebrate this holiday season with you and your families too. I thank you for reaching out to the neighbor that's alone on this holiday, that chooses to be alone, and God sees it and he's going to reward it. Sister, you are wonderful and I'm so grateful that you are in my life. Happy Thanksgiving and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I am grateful for your time today. I pray this message has inspired you to edify your marriage. Please tell a friend about this LHO ministry. Share, subscribe to this podcast, and follow along on social media. Together, we can honor God's word by removing the BS on wives and showing others there is freedom in living as a godly wife.